0: So be alive to one another's struggles. Stand up for one another's rights. Leave behind all the old ways of thinking that divide us. Sexism, racial prejudice, status, greed. And set the world on a different path.
1: Welcome to episode 38 of How We Win.
0: All over the country, people are staying home, staying safe, and still doing extraordinary things. We're giving you all the tools that you need to make a difference right now, right from your living room.
1: Feeling anxious? Well, the best antidote to anxiety <laughs> is action. We need your help, and we're going to get through this together.
0: Joining us today is the woman with the plan, Katherine Vaughn. She's the founder of Flippable. She's also Swing Left's chief strategist. And she's unveiling a new way for you to get involved in campaigns so that's going to make a real difference in the COVID 19 era. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Mariah Craven. And, and this, this is how we win. win. You won't get it right every time, you'll make mistakes like we all do. But if you listen to the truth that's inside yourself, even when it's hard, even when it's inconvenient, people will notice they'll gravitate towards you and you'll be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Hey, how about that ex-president of ours?
1: President Barack Obama? Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for all of the the class of 2020 graduates who've been imagining themselves walking across a stage for so long, sitting in the hot sun with a <laughs> cap and gown on while their parents watch from somewhere. So right. I'll be honest, graduation is not the most fun, but I know that people look forward to it, but it was still kind of cool that we had like kind of like a nationwide graduation over the weekend
0: it was so inspiring. Former President Obama gave a commencement address for first for historically black colleges and then for high school graduates. And, you know, for me, it's, this is what happens. We get desensitized to stuff. You know, we try on this podcast, not to, we try to remind people like what's normal and what's not normal. And that we have to stay vigilant and pay attention to things. And there is no way that we could even come close to normalizing the asinine remarks and behavior of uh, Donald Trump uh, as the leader of the free world. I mean, there's just so much we just, that we are consistently just aghast with. But when you see Obama make such an eloquent, uh, inspiring speech, mm-hmm. it really, really brings home the void of leadership we have, especially during this time of uncertainty for so many Americans. Obama's remarks were both inspiring. It was a call to action. Um, It made me feel young again, made me ready to (laughs) jump out and and do this work again. And it also was just such a stark reminder of uh, what's missing um, and how terrible, terrible, terrible Donald Trump is.
1: Yeah, the throwback feeling was completed when Obama's speech to historically black colleges and universities almost caused Carl Rove's egghead to explode. He trotted it out <laughs> on Fox News to to spout some some uh, racist dog whistle language, but you know Obama's still around, still getting under people's skin. So you gotta love that, even if you you missed. The, the graduation ceremony of your dreams.
0: oh, And half the fun of that speech was imagining Trump watching and listening to that speech and knowing <laughs> the ratings that he was getting and all that and just like, oh, he, he was like... Just looking at his Twitter feed, just wait for it, wait for it, you know. I mean, He was remarkably well restrained until finally Obamagate just, you know, comes appears on his Twitter feed. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Obamagate, not a real thing, but no, sure. No, not keep, a real thing. Keep tweeting about it. They're trying to make it a thing, and it's a distraction. And what we really need to be focused on is A, obviously – coronavirus response lack slash lack thereof and mm-hmm. uh, B all of these inspectors general that that Trump keeps firing just continuing to decimate um, the federal government and the norms that have kind of held us steady for quite some time.
0: yeah uh, apparently this latest inspector general who was fired on Friday was investigating uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. On initial reporting was it was stuff like he was using State Department resources to like have someone pick up his dry cleaning or, you know, help with personal stuff. But also looking at some very serious things surrounding arms sales with Saudi Arabia. And, you know, these these are why we have these people in our government to perform needed oversight
1: Yes. So the allegations um, against Pompeo were wide ranging and really did deserve scrutiny. Some some, some scrutiny. You know, inspectors general are political appointees, but have a tendency to remain in their positions through multiple administrations. So they are generally considered to be pretty independent ideally, and also allowed to to operate and investigate as they see fit. I think it was really fitting that Trump, you know, after he fired the guys, like, I don't get what the big deal is. If Pompeo's wife isn't around to wash the dishes,
0: why uh, yeah.
1: shouldn't a State Department staffer be uh, pulled in to wash the dishes, which, you know... Everything in that man's orbit is just (laughs) degrading for everybody involved.
0: And one other thing that I want to highlight really quick before we move on is uh, the Republican plan to patrol and suppress the vote is in full effect right now. Um, They have set aside $20 million to literally patrol polling places to make sure that no uh, voter fraud happens which isn't a thing Uh, as as you know mariah and most people know there actually hasn't been any significant voter fraud but this is a tactic that the republicans keep bringing up to suppress the vote and um Uh, Spoiler alert, they do it in communities of color and heavily Democratic communities and not in, you know, white or suburban communities. You know, it's just so infuriating and sad that the Republican message is so unpopular that the only way that they can win is literally suppressing the vote and and trying to disenfranchise people from using their right to vote. Because if everyone gets to vote, then uh, they lose.
1: Absolutely, and I and you know I think some of the the rumors that we've heard about inviting um retired officers and military folks to help patrol the polls in these communities which um you know there's poll watchers at every polling place, which is really important, but the idea of former law enforcement actually patrolling the polls um adds an element that uh, I think that people um, aren't really used to in the modern day <laughs> and age, but probably harkens back to something that is, is going to feel a little bit um, familiar and and kind of dark. $20 million is a lot, and it could really go towards making voting safer. Right. But, but then you don't get to suppress the vote. So... Hmm. Gosh, yeah. No, this isn't this is a straight up invest
0: investment <laughs> in voter suppression as opposed to making voting safer. And uh, I still don't really understand the strategy behind pushing back against vote by mail by Trump and the Republicans. Uh, we, we've we talked about it a lot on this podcast and um, I guess really went in depth with Ari Berman about it and and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of Republican states use vote by mail. So I I don't think it's a straight up disadvantage to expand vote by mail for Republicans. I think their biggest disadvantage is that their policies are hugely unpopular. So the only way that they can win is by gerrymandering, voter suppression, disenfranchisement, intimidation, all of those tactics. And they can do that even if they send out ballots. Well, I guess, okay, so I guess sending out ballots thwarts those efforts. So, okay, we've come for a full circle. Now I understand the GOP strategy.
1: You know, just to your point, we saw it work for them last week. I mean, here yeah. in California's 25th Congressional District, we had a seat that we flipped in 2018, and we have Temporarily lost it um, in a special election that was almost all vote by mail. Um, Republicans came out strong and they came out early. That should be an indicator to them that vote by mail isn't a detriment to them. It should also be a reminder to us that Democrats and progressives and folks on the left need to be a little better at organizing around vote by mail.
0: It's true. And if you look at the numbers, uh, I don't have them in front of me. So uh, roughly uh, of those mail-in ballots for 18 to 32-year-olds, which is a large swath of our voters, right? I think about 19% of them return their ballots as opposed to over 50% of older voters. And that was the big – when I was looking at the results coming in and I was looking at the disparity between Republican and Democratic ballots returned, there was a big chunk of no-party preference voters that I was hoping would swing our way because here in California – we had an automatic voter registration law that went into effect. So, if you get your driver's license from the DMV, you're automatically registered to vote. If you don't declare a party, then you're automatically no party preference. So, what that did was put a lot of young people uh, as independents and no party preferences that would, you know, that are voting for gun safety, that are voting for the climate, you know, that are concerned about their health care and education and tuition-free schools, all the things that re- the Democrats are fighting for. So I was hoping that, OK, looking at that chunk, maybe we're going to get some votes there. But because turnout for young people was so low, those skewed uh, more conservative. And um, so, yeah, a lo- lot of lessons to learn from that. But bottom line is we need safe voting for people in the midst of this pandemic and vote by mail with some options, some you know voting options in person for people who uh, have problems with their ballots is a necessity
1: well said, well said, um so that was kind of um a bummer, obviously, um, but <laughs> wah, we have re- yeah we do as always we have we have reasons for hope this week, um so Steve, can you talk about some of your reasons for hope?
0: I just saw on Twitter literally hours ago, global carbon emissions have dropped seventeen percent during the covid nineteen lockdowns, so wow. once again uh our planet is really liking us uh staying home and not driving around as much
1: wow that's really uh incredible and impressive and i've heard a lot of people talking about what their communities look like now that it's much quieter and more people are staying at home um you know feeling like the air is cleaner and there're more you know birds and things around it's it's it'll be interesting to see as things reopen how that changes and and what we can take with us into our new normal.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we talk about how we're going to rebuild, and we don't have to rebuild it the same way. In fact, this is an opportunity, as devastating it is for a lot of people right now. It's hard to frame it as an opportunity, but it really is. And our former president Obama mentioned this in his commencement address. You know that this is an opportunity for us to rebuild, and and these young people are going to be leading the way. and when we start to get back up to what that new normal is, uh, I hope we're able to apply some of these lessons. What about you? What's giving you hope this week?
1: Oh, I wanted to shout out our friends at Occupy Democrats. The New York Times has a profile about Rafael and Omar Rivero, who started the Occupy Democrats Facebook page a while back and uh, is highlighting them as... A page that's sort of giving the Trump digital machine, which has been really successful, a run for its money. You know, I'm a digital nerd, so I'm I'm into all of this <laughs> stuff. Uh, and you know, building a community on Facebook where people can gather and get information and share information is um, just such a, a cool way to engage with folks. And as our dedicated listeners will recall, uh, <laughs> Omar Rivero spoke with us about how he was inspired to create that community and build it in episode three of this very podcast. So you should go-
0: Episode three.
1: All the way back and listen to that interview. It's a great one.
0: He's got such a great story. And, yeah. uh, and that's an interview that's really worth- Worth going back and listening to. He started to occupy Democrats on his laptop while he was cleaning houses in Miami. Yeah, it's incredible. So I'm glad they got that well deserved shout out. Yeah. So what and are we going to do our, this week? All,
1: I, well, I just, as a aside, all of our all right. episodes are worth listening to. Did I
0: make it sound like they weren't? I'm like, (laughs) you know, I mean, you're not going to want to go back and listen to old episodes, except for episode three with Omar.
1: (laughs) Every week I'm like, oh, remember this episode? It was so good. Anyway.
0: So what's on our to-do list, Mariah?
1: We got to write some letters and we're going to do it together.
0: Party style on a Zoom.
1: Yeah. If my little sing-song voice didn't make you want to spend another hour, (laughs) two hours with us.
0: Got me super excited.
1: I don't know what will. But this Sunday, May 24th, we're all getting together and writing some letters.
0: This Sunday with Pantsuit Politics. If you haven't listened to their podcast, you should. They are really smart and um, compassionate.
1: We get to write letters. We get to hang out with Pantsuit Politics. It's Seriously, be... if you
0: haven't signed up for that yet, please do. It's it, going to be great.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that people register in advance so that you're not stressed on Sunday afternoon trying to get your letters together. Just sign up while you're thinking about it. Get your letters printed off so that you can spend the time on the Zoom writing with us.
0: Great advice. Also, today, after a year of development, Swing Left has launched Blueprint. It's your personalized investment portfolio for the 2020 elections. It's a really cool new way to donate, to give with the whole big picture in mind. So supporting competitive races and civic organizations that are working to build a better democracy. Right now during COVID and all that, it's it's a weird time when so many people are struggling to be reaching out about money. But because we have a shortfall right now in the ways that we're able to reach people and campaigns need money to launch digital campaigns and do all that stuff. So it's important and it's really, really cool.
1: Interesting and much better than the usual, hey, give us money, give us money, give us money. And people are still giving right now. So.
0: Yeah, and it's also strategic. There's so many places where you can make an impact and and not just campaigns, but organizations and all that. So trust the experts at Swing Left and you get reports on it. It's pretty cool. Very cool.
1: So check out blueprint.swingleft.org and we're going to learn a little bit more about exactly what you'll find there from Catherine Bond.
0: And your call to action around this is... Check it out. If you have the means to make a donation, then make a donation and, and get started with this. Share it with your friends. Share it with anyone that, that you think is looking to invest in our democracy and uh, make donations to the political campaigns, but really doesn't know like where to start. So that's your call to action around Blueprint. Share it with people that you think would be interested in it and also make a donation yourself. And we're going to hear some more details about it from Catherine Vaughn. Discovery Plus has what you're hungry for with new original series and a supersized collection of favorites.
1: It's the largest collection of food shows anywhere, all for only $4.99. Discovery Plus, the streaming home of food, plus so much more. Start your free trial. Katherine Vaughn is the Chief Strategy Officer at Swing Left and the founder of Flippable, which helped flip states blue in 2018 by electing 82 Democrats in game-changing state legislative districts, flipping five state legislatures and ending GOP supermajorities in three states. Wow. Since then, (laughs) Flippable has joined Swing Left and Catherine is using her experience in political targeting data and strategy to help with hundreds of races across the country this year. Catherine, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. First and foremost, um, how are you and those around you doing right now?
2: Well thank you for having me and um and thanks for asking yeah it's been it's obviously been a, a tough time um you know to think about not just what's happening in the city where I live in New York City but also across the country and um and the intersection of this public health crisis with uh, our politics and you know it's just gone to show for me how important um strong leaders are um, personally I'm really lucky that myself and my family we've, we've been doing well so far but um I have an elderly father and you know a lot of people who are close to me with with various health risks so it's something that's really top of mind all the time and and part of my my work and my activism.
0: Yeah. Well, we were saying right before we started recording that you were out here in L.A. on a trip, and we really wanted to get you in the studio so we could be together, and uh, it was too tight of a trip, so we're like, oh, we'll just do it later. We'll do it next time you come out to L.A., so... I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. I don't
2: know when that'll be, but yeah, I find myself missing any human interaction these days, and um, we'll just have to do the next best thing.
0: <laughs> right, exactly, which is to have phone calls and zooms and and that works too. Yeah. There you um, go. so before you started Flippable in 2016, you worked on the Hillary Clinton campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what did you learn on that campaign that helped you launch Flippable and that made you want to launch Flippable?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it was my first time working in politics. It was so eye-opening in every way. I think one thing that I learned, I absolutely loved canvassing. And even though my job day-to-day was um, actually trying to get out-of-state volunteers to come to Ohio, so it was very relevant to the work that Swing Left does now and that flip, that we do at Flippable too. Um, But on the weekends, I would just go and, you know, I uh, had a friend who was an organizer and I would knock doors on her turf and meet other volunteers and meet organizers. And um, so I think that like the first thing I learned was just how powerful um, the organizing piece is and how really it all comes down to the relationships that people build in communities and those face-to-face, and and now I guess not so (laughs) face-to-face, but those conversations that we have with people that really, at the end of the day, just help them do this logistical thing that actually is a real hassle because it's not something that's built into our daily lives. Voting is an anomaly. It happens you know, once a year or so, and we have to make time for it. So helping people plan and, and that sort of thing. So I think that was the first thing that I just had a real passion for that. And I'd always been interested in kind of last-mile delivery, like how do we get messages out to people who need the most? And that is what volunteering for an election or for a candidate is. And then I think the second thing I really learned was just how little resourcing down ballot candidates had. So when we went and knocked on doors in Ohio, we weren't just knocking on doors for the presidential race, but also for the Senate, for um, you know, for state legislative races. And there were a lot of candidates that ended up losing even in districts where Hillary was winning by double digits because they didn't have the, you know, the volunteers or the really the dollars um, at the end of the day to be able to compete in some of these state legislative races that Republicans were pouring a ton of money into. And so that gave me this passion for you know, how do we help recalibrate among Democrats, among volunteers and donors, um, where to put their energy and not just focus on the presidential every four years, but focus on state legislative races year after year so that we can build a strong bench and also so that we can get the laws passed we need at the state level, which, is, you know, really is where so much happens from reproductive rights to voting rights to, you know, healthcare and Medicaid expansion and all of these key issues that really happen in our state's um, so that's that's what I learned and kind of how I applied it to Flippable.
0: Yeah, we're seeing that so clearly right now, how important these uh, state-level decision makers are.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I think people are suddenly being reacquainted with their governors. <laughs> they might have forgotten who <laughs> they were, and now it's the governor <laughs> who's making decisions every day um, and decisions that will uh, impact, you know, really truly life or death decisions. Um, and legislatures as well, you know seeing what happened in in Wisconsin around the elections in April and, you know, people having to choose between their health and their right to vote. Um, These sorts of things are happening at the state level all the time.
1: Swing Left is launching a really cool fundraising product called Blueprint. Can you tell us about Blueprint and how it's going to help people who want to support these state-level races?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so excited about this product. And really, when we came together with Swing Left and decided to merge organizations about a year ago, this was really the clincher. This is why we came together. It was to create this product. And, you know, mm-hmm. one thing that both Swing Left and Flippable had realized was that there were a lot of donors out there who were saying, you know, I have a little bit more that I can give, but I really need guidance. I'd like a guided experience to help me um spend my money in a really, really smart way to help Democrats win and to help build a better and stronger democracy. Um, and for a lot of people, and whether they're donors or volunteers, I think it's actually all the same. But They might not have the time to research in every state, like, which state legislative districts out of the hundreds that might exist Mm -hmm. are the most flippable or need the money the most or the most competitive. They may not be able to do that for 50 states or even for 12 super states. And so, you know, they really looked to organizations like ours to provide that guidance to do the data and analytics and also qualitative work to meet the candidates and and understand what the best strategies were in each state. Um, And so that was one thing that we found is just that, you know, it it takes a lot of research to do this work well um, and a lot of time. And then, you know, the other thing we found was that donors were looking for a one-stop shop. You know, people knew that, especially this year, there's so much on the ballot. There's obviously control of the White House, but also control of the Senate and control of the redistricting process, which will affect, you know, how competitive the House is for the next 10 years. Um, And so it was hard. There was no place where you could click And, and donate, you know, $100 or $1,000 or however much you have to that strategy, to a full kind of comprehensive strategy. So Blueprint allows you to do that. It's kind of, you know, in a very colloquial sense, it's kind of like a robo-advisory product or, you know, a fund where you can, we will kind of split up your donation to where it's most meaningful in each quarter of the year. So we recommend one donation per quarter. We may speed it up at the end with a, you know some uh, late stage infusions, and then your dollars will go to help flip the Senate, to help flip state legislative districts, and also to organizations doing really critical work on the ground with voters. So voter registration organizations, voter protection, and turnout. Uh, you know when we get closer to the election.
1: That's a very cool strategy, and it also sounds like it's one of these um, mechanisms where, you know, you give what you can, and then because so many people are, you know, shoulder to shoulder with you, you can have a, a, an incredible impact.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. I personally, I, I never like talking about fundraising because, like you said, my passion is having face to face conversations with voters and being on the ground and and knocking on doors and all that stuff and and one thing that i think is so cool about this is in this world where we're struggling to find now um, where we're going to be able to make an impact, where we're going to pick up on our shortfalls um, because of the virus and because our organizing has to change. This is just a really smart way to be able to kind of like a mutual fund for donations, right? To, To go to the experts who have the targeting, who have the strategy and Donate what you can, like Mariah said. Yeah.
2: And, you know, it's interesting that you talk about kind of like our discomfort with fundraising. I definitely think, you know, when you think about volunteering for an election, you know, Swing Left has made it really easy to get involved. And then there's so many ways that you can get more involved. There's like, you know, you could go and, you know, in the past when we could knock on doors, you could knock on doors for one day or you could do. One letter writing party. Um, And then you could go to another one and then you could get more involved and then you could become a group leader. And there's this way to kind of deepen your engagement with Mm. the process of really helping our democracy. And one thing that we found was that there wasn't that same system for donors. There's a little bit on fundraising. I think that, you know, we've had some really creative and and incredible fundraisers, Um, donors who have really taken that next step. And then, you know, traditionally, If you give a lot of money, you might get invited to really fancy events. But we didn't want to create a donation tool that was based on that. We really wanted to help people, no matter how much they wanted to give, deepen their engagement and get that feedback loop the same way that you get a feedback loop when you, you know, volunteer for the third or fourth time and start to build relationships with voters or or that sort of thing. So one of the things that we've emphasized with this product is the feedback that you get, the information that you get on the impact you're having, being able to attend a webinar where you can hear more from the organizations that got an investment in Q1 or that sort of thing. So, you know, we're hoping that this also becomes a fundraising product that people feel more comfortable talking about because it really is about the energy and the time and the investment that they're making. And also that feels, um, you know, I think a lot of fundraising in the political sphere can feel really extractive or, you know, like you sign up for an email list and then you get an email like four times a day with a crazy subject line. Oh, yeah. I noticed begging that. Begging for your money. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I noticed yeah, that like my entire email with a million of those. Yeah.
2: Totally. And, you know, I think we really wanted to help people feel respected as part of this process, too. And like a partner, not just as some as an ATM, you know. So, hmm. um, so we try to send out sporadic content about once a month, not, you know, clogging your inbox, and really, really high quality content, which I think is very much, um, you know, that's already what Swing Left does. I think our emails and our communications are always really clear and strategic, Um, and this is just kind of taking that even further and offering in-depth reports and stats and numbers on how investments are doing, as well as some of the stories of our candidates and voters on the ground um, that these investments are influencing.
1: That's great. I'm excited. I I, I love that model. And it's a, it's a real like investment um, for a lot, you know, the long haul model. There's, (laughs) there's a lot that folks can do right now. There's a whole lot going on in 2020. I know it's like mid May and people are thinking, Oh, it's felt like three years so far. Um, (laughs) It can be a little (laughs) bit overwhelming as somebody who's used to like looking at the big picture, and being able to keep an eye on all of this stuff at the same time. Is there something that you or a tip that you have for encouraging volunteers to, you know, focus on, on something doable and and
2: productive? That's a great question. I, I definitely think, I mean, first and foremost, we all have to take care of ourselves. You know both because this is a really, really difficult time, um, and because if we do want to make a difference, I think we also need to make sure that we're practicing the right self care and um, and able to give our energy to this movement and really to this like relay race when when is our turn. Um so that's the first thing I would say that it's it's a super overwhelming time, but we don't have to be like at a super high octane level all the time. But I do think if there's one thing to focus on, you know the big send. Was this great campaign that Mm -hmm. Vote Forward launched a few weeks ago and that Swing Left was a part of? And I think sending letters to voters, one, it's been shown to be really effective. Two, it's something that you can do remotely, it's something you can do at your dining room table. Or when you have a downtime, you know, down moment from work or you just need to get away from a screen and you want to write a letter to a voter, it's like very pleasantly old school and and um, super effective in terms of getting voters out. So that's definitely a volunteer action um, that I would recommend. And then I think another thing that, you know, if you this is a little bit more about donating or just about kind of keeping yourself up to date. But also, you know, I think a lot has changed over the past few months that have put certain um, elections and races in play that maybe it was unclear before how competitive they would be. So I think, for example, the Senate Seems more competitive than ever. There are new races coming on, like in Montana, and that sort of thing, that are uh, mm-hmm. you know, much closer than they were a few months ago. So even just reading about how the landscape is changing, how different states are implementing, um, you know, vote by mail or other policies that will make voting in, in November um, hopefully stronger and healthier, and also the risks that are coming online around states that are kind of doing the opposite and trying to make it harder to vote. And I think just made, keeping aware will also help you as a volunteer or a donor just uh, kind of be more targeted and strategic in the next few months, which we'll definitely need.
0: Awesome. Well, one more question before we let you go. And hopefully, um, first of all, people need to know when you were out here, we did get the opportunity to do a little team workout with some Swing Left people at Barry's Boot Camp and uh, I just want to go on record right now, Catherine Vaughn. I was on a treadmill next to her, and she is fast like the wind. You, I, I was struggling to keep up with you. So, just want people to know that she's uh, keeps herself very, very uh, nimble. Um,
2: <laughs> I used to, you know, it's funny when I was in Ohio, I would run from door to door sometimes like during my canvassing i'm sure people were like oh my god you're so sweaty like why are you telling me to vote and looking like that but it was a fun way to uh to kill two birds with one stone
0: i believe it because i had never met you before and it was the first time meeting on this treadmill very awkward weird red room and i was just <laughs> like struggling to keep up and like okay this is uh not the way i want to meet people for the first time but
2: <laughs> <That was fun. laughs>
0: um anyway so once we can and you're back in L.A., uh, we'd love to sit down and talk to you some more. But for now, um, what gives you the most hope for November and for the future?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's our community. It's been amazing to see, you know, during a time where it's it's just been so it's been so hard for so many people. And there's a million reasons to be distracted. There's a million reasons um, not to want to engage with politics right now and April was our best volunteer month this cycle. You know, people were, mm. you know, even more energetic about our mission and about, you know, having really strong, capable, progressive, compassionate leaders in government. Um, so that's that's been really heartening to see. And just, you know, I think people are also really connecting the dots that like, oh, when this when a crisis like this happens. You know, it really matters who's in elected office and we can do our part to change that. So that's been really, you know, motivating for me. And, you know, I think there's like relay metaphor that it's not a it's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. It's a relay. Like seeing other people pick up the slack when I'm feeling really bad and, you know, not ready to write a letter that day. I think, you know, it inspires me to write a letter the next day or to donate to another candidate the next day.
0: Very on-brand end with the running metaphor also. There you
2: go. (laughs) Didn't plan that, but it worked
0: (laughs) Now, Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and uh, and explain Blueprint, and um, we hope to talk to you again soon.
2: Yes, thank you. And if you want to check it out, you can go to blueprint.swingleft.org.
0: Great. We'll have the link up on our show notes page as well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today, and thank you for stepping up and taking action. This is how we win. We win when we all get involved.
1: We also want to hear from you. Tweet to us at BluesboySteve and at Mariah underscore Craven,
0: or email us at podcast at swingleft.org. Send us some notes. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple or wherever you get your pods. Keep helping us build this up. The election is coming, and we want more people into action. A share on social media and use the hashtag how we 2020 and check out our page at swingleftorg slash podcast where we have all the links to blueprint and all the other good stuff we talked about today and of course while you're there sign up to volunteer
1: we really appreciate you spending some time with us this week and we look forward to connecting with you again next wednesday we'll see you then